Welcome to the 9 to 5 podcast, brought to you by Worklight, a ministry uniting Christians to shine bright in the workplace. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Becky Longquist with Worklight, and today I'm here with Tim Lohr. Hi, Tim. Hello. We're really, really excited to have you here with us. Yeah. Glad to be here. This is awesome. I'm honored, yeah. actually. Well, we're very happy, I and mean, I know you have a really um, pretty exciting story to share with us, or maybe stories, I should maybe say. Yeah, it's, a, it's exciting to me, uh, I can tell you. I mean, because it's, uh, you know, I, it's just, I couldn't make the change, um, the changes that have occurred in me. I mean, I have tried many, many times and have failed, and just one day, it all came together. And if anyone ever questions the Holy Spirit or Jesus lives, I mean, I'm here to tell you he's alive because there's just no way that the impact and the quickness in which when I actually said, I'm done with this stuff, um, it, it just, it went away. And the feeling that has come over me, the warm feeling, the security, the love, it's insane. And I want more of it. Yeah, I know um, you kind of told me before you, you've had like goosebumps or like this very uh, transformational experience with the Holy Spirit. And that's I get so them cool. all the time. All the time, all the time. It's uh, even just like uh, golfing yesterday with a couple of fellow Christians, really good guys that have been brought back into my life. Just talk about how weird, there's no coincidences. Yeah, it's, and I've got them right now. They're, they just constantly appear. I become a little bit more emotional and I'm not the kind of guy that, I was not a crier, I'm not much of a hugger, but all that has kind of changed now. And uh, I think people are fearful of me now because every time I see them, they know I'm gonna wanna hug. But uh, yeah, there is something, there is something alive inside of me. And, you know, before um, I used to just kind of be the guy that went through the motions. I mean, I've always believed in Christ, but really didn't know what that meant. You know, I, I think about the time that I had my first communion, I think it was around seven, to the age of 51. You know, I was, uh, I guess what is called a, uh, and this is a new term I, I just heard, a false convert. Didn't really know what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. Didn't know him, just know that I went to church. Uh, like I've told you, it's, it, church was almost like in a foreign language. I had some old guy up there preaching to me, and uh, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't connect with him. And the message, I didn't know anything about the Bible, and it wasn't exciting. So I just kind of went through the motions for, well, from the age of probably seven or eight all the way up to about 51. And then, you know, at one time uh, I had lunch with a gentleman by the name of uh, Dave Mazanowski, who you know, and it was a business lunch. And I didn't know him that well, uh, but we were going to be working together. I manage, um, I own a company that uh, manages homeowners associations and condos and resort communities. Uh, one of the local developers in town said, hey, uh, you're going to manage all of our communities, but you're going to work with this gentleman by the name of Dave Mazanowski, who's going to do all of the landscaping for our communities. And uh, I begrudgingly, because I had my own guys I wanted to work with, met with them. And we developed a relationship. He's the first one that took me out to lunch, took me golfing. And about the fourth meeting, um, he mentioned to me, you know, where are you with your relationship with God? And I was, I thought it was cool that he asked, and I'm not afraid to answer anything. And I was like, yeah, it's there, I believe and believe. But then he went a little deeper, and he explained to me how, you know, the relationship with Jesus through the Father is no different than the relationship with your dad or your mother. Uh, for that matter. And that really hit home because my parents have always been there for me. Um, they did take us to church, but it wasn't, you know, again, it was just routine. It wasn't like, hey, build your life around Christ, right? 
uh, or live for him. Um, but Dave explained it to me and he planted that seed and that was probably almost 20 years ago. And it always stuck with me, but never sprouted, right? I just kept living pretty much in the flesh, doing my thing, knowing, hey, I'm a good guy. You know, like most people think, what God's gonna send us to hell? I mean, if he's a loving God, I do good things. I do good deeds, I donate. Mm -hmm. And how would you say, or maybe when would you say your faith journey kind of began then? Um, or what did that experience kind of look like? I, I can say it started when I was about seven, but I don't think it did. It, it, it started, uh, I wrote this down, it was like December of 2019. Um, I have a routine with my girlfriend where I'd get up every morning and get coffee and I'd come back to bed and we would just, you know, scroll on our phone and, and talk. And it was just a great way to start the morning and connect, you know. Um, but one day I went out and got coffee and decided not to go back to the bedroom. I sat out on the couch and just decided to open up my phone, not to see what's going on in the headlines, not to see what Twitter is all about, what's going on on IG, Instagram. I went to a video on YouTube of someone who died. And again, don't know why I did this. Someone who died, went to heaven and came back and talked about it. And I was just like, wow, that's interesting. So I looked at another video. Well, one video turned into about 50 videos over the course of many weeks. And this became my daily routine. And the thing that got me, I think that really started to resonate was what Dave said many, many years ago about how Jesus is your father and how much he loves you, just like your dad does when you screw up. Because again, I didn't know if I was worthy of you know Christ, but everybody had the same story. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I mean, everyone talked about the immense love. You cannot describe the love and the warmth and the colors that you've never seen and the music and just everything about it was, you can't even wrap your little pea brain around it. It is just something that, it's pure bliss, you know, it's, and how much he loves you and you feel his arms. And then when it was time for these people to go back, they're like, uh-uh, I'm not going back. I don't want to go back. And it was bizarre because I'm like, well, you have a family. Don't you want to go back and be with your wife and your kids? No way. We want to stay. And everybody, and you're talking about like doctors, brain surgeons, um, some of these stories and lawyers, you know, very educated people that would probably, you know, poo-poo uh, an afterlife for Jesus have come to the realization that this is real. And it's so exciting to me. So it manifested in me. And all of a sudden I started to graduate to like Billy Graham, um, you know, ceremonies from back in the day. And uh, I'd start watching his little podcasts. Um, but I'd watch these quick little um uh, archive clips about Billy and the stuff that I'd hear in church, all of a sudden is starting to resonate the way Billy was talking about, you know, you need to repent. And this isn't a joke. This is the real deal. You're talking about eternity. So at the end of every one of his sermons, he'd ask people to come down and accept Christ. Um, you know, that was cool. Um, but then uh, I didn't do it, but I was just really into it. So what happened is I'm starting to turn from ESPN and the daily news, Fox news and things like that. And I start seeking out more videos of learning about Christ. And I started following some guys on Instagram that were like me, that are sinners. You know, I don't want to say I was a woman, but I, I appreciate the beauty of a woman, right? I appreciate money, um, things of the world, right? And I resonated with these guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, look what they've done. So uh, one of the Billy, 
Graham things, uh, it was in the morning. Uh, it hit me, and he asked people to come down, and I was pretending I was in that audience, and I said the prayer to, you know, that I want you in my heart. I want you to be my life. And uh, I'll tell you, instantly, I have a list of stuff that was, I was like, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. I know you said last time, you know, like since you, um, you know, asked the Holy Spirit to come into your life, it's really been completely changed. And, you know, you've given up a lot of things, it sounds like, and had a very different, have a very different life now. He changed me. Okay. I know where I was before Christ. And here's where I was. Unsavory language, gossip, you know, not like, I don't want to say girly gossip, but it's like, hey, did you hear that, you know, our competitor, they're da 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 or, you know, just stuff you don't need to talk about. Negative thoughts about people like, boy, this guy's real, whatever, or this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, the anxiety that I had every day getting out of bed, because, you know, I look at what's going on, on the political front, which affects me business-wise, and then just the daily grind of dealing with, um, I call them teammates, we're, we're one big team here, but employees. Um, it's just so many different things of this world, living in the flesh, that that can get to you. So, I mean, the anxiety level every morning, I'm like, here it comes, I can feel it. Um, so that was there every morning, quick-tempered, very snarky, uh, never addicted to porn, but I'm going to be honest, every now and then I would use it. Hey, you know, that, I don't need to go any further, but uh, not addicted to it. And I was so tired of all of this going on. It's just, I don't know what it was. And again, I always, I learned something about shoulder taps and it's God basically saying, this is not you. And this is not how I want you to be. So I would feel this stuff from seven to 51. I had those constantly, constantly, you know, and I would just ignore them. I, you know, it's like shake it off. But when I know where I am, like I said, now with Christ and I have daily time with God. This is how it changed, how quickly. Daily time with God. I don't really have any anxiety since that day. It's just like I keep my eye. I sit in the hot tub at night. I look up at the sky. I'm like, let's have the rapture. Let's go. I'm tired of this nonsense here. I'm ready. You know, and so the stuff that used to get to me is gone. I don't get angry anymore. My patience is forever when it used to be like this. Um, I feel the Holy Spirit's presence almost all the time. You've talked to me about how you're trying to learn more about Jesus and your faith. What does that kind of look like right now for you? Uh, I have a desire to uh, learn more about Jesus Christ and just the calmness and the peace that has come over me. It's insane. So, you know, I, I, I have a quote like from The Chosen, I don't know, but it's, I think it was Mary Magdalene. I'm not sure. I think it was her who said it, but I was one way. And now I'm completely different. And then the thing that happened in the middle was him. And it's the same thing. So when that line in that, I think it was episode six, maybe. I, I mean, it just brought me to tears. It was just like, yeah. So, so yeah, um, going back, it's right before Christmas of 2019, I accepted Jesus uh, in my life. And I actually started crying during Christmas music when we were doing the Christmas tree at my house. I mean, we had some cocktails. Uh, and in some adore, we, we do this every year, you know, it's just a special night of listening, but I heard the words, the, the songs of Christ and what this is all about. And it's the first time I've ever heard it. And I was a blubbering idiot, you know, and my girlfriend asked and I told her, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I really didn't know if it was the Holy spirit, but now I know it was the Holy spirit moving through me. And so I'm changed. I'm not the same guy. I don't even, 
Like when the Bears used to lose, Chicago Bears, that ruined my week. And now I can give it darn, not damn, darn. Uh, it, it's just stuff just doesn't matter to me anymore, you know? So. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so, you know, you kind of talked about um, earlier on people knowing that you're this kind of changed person and you know they they know that you're a hugger now and so how has that kind of looked for for people around you and have they have they seen this big change too and what do they kind of think you know i thought that they speaking honestly it's i know that my family has seen a difference my girlfriend's seen a difference um you know covid recently um you know it's taken up four or five months of this but um People have not commented on it as much, um, but I have gone to people to say, hey, this is what's going on. I'm not the same guy. You can come to me. We used to have these things everyone knew at the office called a tea storm, tea for Tim. So when I used to get upset, and I got upset a lot, uh, it was like running into a major thunderstorm. I mean, I was, a, I was an idiot, right? And so I apologized. I went and I apologized to people and was just like, wrong. I've, I've taken on kind of a servant mentality. Now I put people away before my needs and it seems to have paid off. Uh, it's just a different atmosphere here at, at work. Um, but no one's publicly come out, but I think I have in a sense, let people know that I'm not the same. And I, you know, I apologize for putting fear in you and maybe talking down to you. So I've really asked for people's, you know, forgiveness. So but most of the people surprisingly have rejected in a sense that they don't believe in God. I mean, the gentleman's office behind me, um, you know, he used to be a Christian. He grew up in a church that was very cult-like. And I think organized religion really does a number on some people and it's sad. And uh, as of today, he doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. He'll say anything. He'll even uh, take on the Holy Spirit. He's not afraid. He's, he just doesn't believe it. Um, and it's sad. So, you know, I'm encouraging him and I'm just trying to, to be a good example and stay in it and hope that I ultimately have planted a seed that somebody wants to uh, explore. Tim, what do you do for work and what's your um, career journey kind of look like? The career, oh, it's, it's uh, I've always been a hustler. Uh, so it's been very, very interesting. I, um, you know, from the youngest days, I had uh, a Kool-Aid stand. And I would do this weekly and I'm talking like, you know, third grade, but uh, I even put together a circus, a neighborhood circus and the, the newspaper came out and thought it was terrible, but the newspaper thought it was great. So, but I made a little bit of money and um, started my own lawn business in fifth grade and then just kind of graduated from there. I had a carpet cleaning business, a commercial cleaning business. And this is how it all went through high school and, and college. I mean, I was a hustler and uh, maintained some pretty decent grades, not great. Uh, but I've always been kind of an entrepreneur, but then something changed when I graduated that intensity of going out and starting my own thing. I just thought, well, now I've got a college education. I think I'm supposed to get a job now. And so I started working for somebody and my first seven jobs out of college. And this is no lie. I got fired. Uh, probably the longest I made, it was about four months at one place. And so I started working for somebody. Um, and my first seven jobs out of college, and this is no lie, I got fired. Uh, probably the longest I made, it was about four months at one place. Um, you know, I, I, I was the marketing director for a futon factory. Uh, I sold dumpsters for waste management, sold copiers for Xerox. Uh, you name it, I did it. I, but in between getting fired all the time, and I wasn't a jerk. Um, it was just, I felt like 
I know this stuff better than you. So let me give you some advice. And it just didn't go over well. Uh, and you, you learn as time goes on. But I'd work at UPS at night. I'd shovel uh, dog kennels um, <laughs> early in the morning just to make ends meet. Yeah, it was not pretty. Um, just to make ends meet while I was looking for my next job. Um, then I was married at this time. Uh, job number eight was a doozy. I ended up working for a real estate guy here in Indianapolis. I won't name names, but uh, he was an entrepreneur and he was a visionary as I saw and a Christian and he came from a very Christian family. Um, he uh, basically would buy a number of houses and then sell them to investors, right? All these rental units, he's great. You're gonna make a ton of money. Well, I believed in this guy. I mean, the religious background, his business savvy and so, I would recommend my family and friends, like you should buy packages of homes from this guy. Well, everything was a house of cards. I mean, it was, uh, he had the appraiser in his pocket. He had people within the mortgage company, you know, falsifying documents and the FBI found out and I worked for him. And so, you know, you take getting fired from seven jobs and all of a sudden I've got an eighth job and I'm being investigated by the FBI and, your world starts crashing. This was on the news here, multiple weeks. My name was never brought up. It was always the guy I worked for. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and I ended up having to work with the FBI and basically testify everything I knew. And I'm just grateful that I didn't know enough what was going on behind the scenes that everything was okay. But it put stress on my marriage. Obviously, my family and friends thought I was a jerk for uh, talking about this guy. And during this whole storm it's I had a sense of calm I was going through a divorce okay I was losing all my money everything I ever saved for with the divorce and with um, having uh, counsel to help me with the FBI right I lost everything I went bankrupt it was uh, but I was okay it was really weird I mean my whole life was crumbling and I just felt like I was in the eye of this storm being protected something was holding me and I was sleeping on, uh, sleeping on a, a friend's floor from high school. He lived in a one bedroom apartment, nice, but only had one bed. Um, and uh, I slept on a floor for six months and ended up basically putting a plan together and going out and interviewing seven presidents of seven highly successful companies to see what they did to get to where they got. Ended up getting a job offer. I'm bringing this home, hang in with me because it's, it's crazy how this all works out and how God has a plan. One of the guys offered me a job, an assistant manager's job, in what I do now. And uh, I excelled and I became a manager. And then once again, I thought, hey, there's a better way to do all this stuff. And he basically was like, whatever, I'm not interested. So I paid to get out of my non-compete. I had to borrow the money, but I paid my way out of my non-compete and started Omni. And I can tell you this, never did I have a doubt. It was God's will, I know it. Because when you step back and look at everything that I've done, everything I've been fired from, all my jobs as a youngster, you know, working, everything led to Omni Management Services, which Omni is all encompassing. I mean, it's, it's amazing when I sit back and I think, you know, the, the experience that I had from the advertising agency, I worked at a large advertising agency in Dallas. We used to handle Nestle's and Cellular One National and TGI Fridays and, just everything and stuff I went through with the FBI. I learned so much about business then. It was a hands-on training. Everything led to this. And 
I just, again, 20 years later, this just hit me not too long ago. I was like, oh my gosh, I was building for this. All the disappointments, you know, the struggles and everything led to this. I thank you, God. I mean, this is a product of God and I need to cherish this business and do something with it uh, to further um, God's kingdom. And I'm going to. So that's, that's my journey. And I'm telling you, there's all kinds of other twists and turns along the way, but it's just amazing when people step back and recognize the shoulder taps. Do not ignore them. Open yourself up for it. He is there and wants the relationship. It's just, it's amazing. It's crazy that the creator of the earth, creator of the universe wants to have a relationship with you. Yeah. And so now, now like looking ahead, looking to the future kind of, what kinds of things do you think this new journey looks like for you? It's almost like when I used to have new business ideas back in the day, it's, um, there's a flurry going inside my head because again, I have trouble uh, keeping, you know, I just always, I don't want to say I'm ADD, but it's my focus. But there are so many things rolling through my head right now. It's instead of, like I said, chasing a dollar, I want to chase souls now. It's beautiful how God starts bringing people into your life. I've reconnected with Dave Mazanowski. You know, we had 10 years apart. Another gentleman by the name of Galen Scott, um, who's come back into my life too, who's a major Christian and has um, a uh, marketing business with shirts and things like that that's all Christian-based. And I'm starting to get involved with that which I'm bringing my 15 year old son into who has started this journey with me. It's amazing. He'll send me stuff. Never before did he know about Jesus being, you know, the savior in the way he knows now. And we're starting to work on things together to target high school kids. So this thing, I'm being very patient. I'm just letting it materialize, let it show itself in God's time, which I would never do that before. It used to be on Tim's time, right? I want it now. Um, and now I'm just sitting back and just watching in amazement how it's all coming together. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's really easy as Christians. You know, anytime we're stressed out, busy, or, you know, just have a lot going on on our plates and um, to just kind of forget about God or forget about our faith. Yeah, you know, and I honestly think I would be condemned to hell if we didn't have uh, the internet. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really against social media and things like that. I think the internet is, I mean, it's good and bad, but it's, if I didn't have that, um, you know, I don't know where I'd be because I'd get these beautiful two minute summaries of guys like me. And I'm just telling you, I think the church is good and it serves a purpose, but it's these groups, these men's groups, it's getting out there and really being a part of it instead of just sitting there. It, we need to live it. And, uh, that's what excites me. I mean, I'm just, if, if we talk about something, I don't know, influential, because I think everything, I haven't had one or two things. I've had constant shoulder taps throughout my life um, that has brought me to this. Not one more impactful. I think they all play on each other. Um, I shouldn't say impactful, in, influential, but as far as really getting fired up, um, the biggest impact I have is just talking with men, the guys, you can get real in there. And that's where I'd like my journey to go, being in these groups and just uh, seeing God at work is just freaking awesome. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, especially through COVID and 
just these unsettling times, people are really searching for something beyond Sunday too. And that's, that's kind of new. I don't think there has been so much of a desire um, as there is maybe right now. And I think, you know, people are just hungry for, for more. That's what I'm going through right now. I mean, it's just every day I want more and more and more, um, you know, and I'm, I'm, it's getting harder to fight because, I mean, I've seen so many Billy Graham things and people dying and going to heaven and coming back. And then I just continue to hear the same message. And I'm like, I want something else, something bigger, something better. Um, you know, I should cool it a little bit, but I, I'm hungry for it. I'm hungry for the word. It's just, but I want everyone to know I still struggle with some stuff. You know, I would say if I had 10 things that uh, I wanted to get rid of, nine are gone for sure. Uh, one keeps creeping in every now and then. And, uh, you know, not bad, but it's, I'm still in a battle. And I've gone through times where I know I've been under a spiritual attack and uh, I have felt it. And we do still have sin. You know, we are sinners. So we're never going to be perfect until, you know, we get to meet yeah, Jesus no, no. in heaven. Yeah, you're right. And that was another thing, too, that with these groups, people like me can relate to that, right? And it, it, it's, it's real. It's just these guys get down and dirty. Well, I think, you know, one thing we try to do with, with small groups, you know, is and, and Christian small groups is really just be there for one another and share right. stories. And I think that's, uh, we, we really think that's important, coming together as Christians in unity with one another. And yeah, and I think with today's, the way things are today, everything's so quick. You know, it's like, hey, Prince died. Well, two days later, it's not a story. Michael Jackson died. Well, two days later, it's not a story. And so people's attention span, more and more people are probably becoming like me. And so it's just, if we can get condensed information out there, hard hitting, right to the point, you know, to keep people's attention and just start peppering you know, little things, it's, it's going to sink in, I believe. And so, well, that men's group on tonight, actually, uh, Christian, Christians in Commerce, and that's what it is. It's very short message. It's out there, and then we all talk about it. And it's just great what, what happens from there. It's, it's, it's amazing just to see what we do in an hour and how that fills me up until the next time. You know, I make it a priority. I was at Cedar Point. I don't know if you know what Cedar Point is, uh, amusement park last Thursday, and we have a men's group at five o'clock on Thursdays. Well, I mean, it's so important to me now. I was like, hey, everyone else, go on your roller coasters. I tried to find a quiet spot. Uh, I couldn't talk, but I could listen um, because the coasters were so loud and I had it on mute. But it, that's how important it is to me now. And if you would have said this to me a year or so ago, I'd have been like, I'm on the roller coasters. I'll catch up with you all later. I guess it's kind of, kind of selfish because I get a lot out of it and I don't want to miss it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm on a couple different small groups myself, and I think, you know, it's the same. You know, you look forward to seeing those people, you, you, yeah. especially once you get to know them, you know. It's just something that brightens your, your week. That's it. Yeah, and that's guys like me feed off of that. So, What is God doing right now in your faith walk? Um, what is he showing you? What are you focused on as you think about the? I can tell you. I actually wrote it down. It was it's, it was a mission statement almost. It was uh, yeah. I wrote this down. Uh, this is what I'm focused on because I mean, basically, I think I've explained what he's he's doing right now. I mean, it's what isn't he doing? You know, um, every day is a new adventure and it's exciting uh, to see what's coming. Um, but it's basically I wrote. You know, it's it's our mission to spread the good word uh, and save souls. And we can do it through our testimony. I mean, 
I don't know a lot about the Bible. I'm learning more. I actually watched a children's video of Moses. It was an hour and 24 minutes long. And if I had to read that, I probably wouldn't have finished it. It would be too much. But I was on my patio and on a couch with a drink and I had the fan on me and I watched a kid's video and I know all about Moses now. Um, so I'm learning more about the Bible, but I don't know enough to quote this and that. And, but I can just tell you my, my life is a, is a testimony that Jesus loves me and uh, it's my mission to get that word out there. I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna do it yet. I wanna do it on a grandiose thing. Uh, somehow, some way, but right now I just kind of try the best I can just to be a, live, in, live in the Word and uh, be an example. Well, thank you, Tim, for joining us, and thank you to all those who are listening. That was a great story, Tim, and thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Worklight, please visit our website at worklight.org where we are continuously providing tools and resources to support you living your faith at work.